Yo. Yo. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. What up, my brother? We're just waiting for one other member of the crew who's going to be joining me, Kairos Bodley, who's going to be grilling you left, right, and center alongside myself. He'll be here. Where are you located? Hey? Where are you located? London. Shit, well, I thought you were like in America or something. (laughs) Nah, this is how I'm living, bro. I'm living London life. You're the first black London. You're the first black London man I ever talked to. <laughs> Dead ass. Dead ass. <laughs> and I didn't even notice you were you were English. <laughs> you know, you want me to be honest with you. Wow. How long wow. I've been knowing you for now? Uh since the James Gallagher fight. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, you're definitely the first English black man I've ever met in my life. Talk to <laughs> you know, cutting this weight. I'm just joking. So, Tommy, Tommy, so where hold, you on going? A minute. hold on a minute, hold that back up again. That should be frosted flakes. What is that? Zed, what? What is that, man? It, it's, it's plastic flakes, but we're in Puerto Rico, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> So this is in Spanish. Oh, look, you're killing me, man. This is so staying look, in. So all this stuff is in Spanish. Wow. Yeah, all this so, stuff. So is Spanish. that Frosted Flakes, but in Spanish? Is that what that says? Is that Does that say Frosted Flakes? Uh, frost, yeah, because look, all this stuff, you see all this, all Spanish stuff. I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> I, I was assuming I'm like, what the hell is this? But uh, it looks good to me. It looks good. <laughs> so yeah, you're putting on weight, not cutting weight, surely, because what's looking likely is that this is going to be a catch weight, right? Man, they said it was going to be at 180. He, I mean, I'm already on weight right now. Mm. Um, I'm like 182 when it, uh, give or take. But give or take between 79 and 82. Wow. I was told to come in that weight at 180. Great. Um, I lost weight because I was 192. Mm. But me doing my running uh, brought me down to 180. Okay. So the camp is in Puerto Rico. Yep. Why is that? I'm baffled. I know we're waiting for Kairos to join us, but just whilst we're warming up. Why Puerto Rico? Well, Jake's in Puerto Rico, of course. He lives out here. Oh, and I had no idea. I had no yeah. idea. He, you know, he wanted to be out in Puerto Rico isolated because, you know, everywhere he goes in Miami, he's always getting like 
harass, you know, fans and everything. But when you're, you know, that's how it is. Um, as far as uh, Puerto Rico, he feels he feels good. He feels confident. Oh wow! Well, good. But, I'm excited, man. I I've been knowing this information for about a month and a half, but I was like, right. I mean, I just couldn't announce it to nobody. So I'm kind of I'm kind of curious. Again, just some warm up questions before Kairos actually turns up. You're in the gym. Talk me through that whole conversation about your fighting Tommy Fury. Um, I said, you know, um, man, this this is it's a big this is a big story. Okay, this is a long, this is a long story, which is Good. going to be build up of what I sacrificed being here. Okay, so this is something you might want to wait till your boy get in here. We can record it because mm. this one is very detailed and. I know Cage Warriors is probably going to be pissed hearing this stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. You were supposed to be on Cage Warriors, the long story short. You blew yeah. Out and took this. Yeah. Um, August 1st. August, August 1st, I was supposed to fight Cage Warriors. My guy backed out. I'm All right. So who were you originally supposed to... Uh, be fighting on Cage Warriors before he backed out, obviously. Jim Ehlers. All right. Okay. All right. So I was the former, yep, former, former Cage Warrior champ. Yeah. I was supposed to fight him. I was supposed to fight Dean Truman. He backed out. It kind of pissed me off because it's like, yo, at first, you guys giving me a stud an opponent. What's mm. his record like? Fourteen and four, eighteen and four. It's pretty it's impressive. It's like, yo, you you guys gave me a hell of an opponent off my first first fight with Cage Warriors. But when you get somebody like somebody coming to Cage Warriors from England, you set them up with something their record. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm seven. I'm seven and five. I can see if you put someone up with me, like okay, seven and four, eight and five. You know, okay, that's reasonable. It's similar. Mm. But hey, mm. 18 and 4 or 14 and 4. It's like, yo, okay, whatever. I was like, you got any options? I'm like, nope. They're like, no, that's all we got. So he backs out. And then um, so then um he backs out, then they give me a guy named Kyle. I'm like, hey, I trained with Kyle, aka. I'm not fighting nobody from AKA because I, I, I go there to train. Yeah. You know, I don't want to burn my bridges with AKA, you know, whenever I'm in town and I want to train for a match because I'm not mm. in Los Angeles. So I mm. said no to the matchup. I'm, I don't want to fight him. I train at the gym. You know, it's not, I'm not saying he's a better fighter than me or I'm a better fighter than him. I just refuse to fight him since I train at that gym. Then yeah. they gave me, I'm like, okay, give me, you know, he was like 12 and one, you know what I'm saying? Or 12 and three. I'm like, come on, man. Give me like give me a five and five. Or you know, I haven't fought since January of 2020. Mm. You know, it's like, yo, can I get a you know damn near over two years, almost two years? So I haven't fought. You know, so then they gave me this one annoying dude named Mike uh Mikey Gonzalez. I was right. like, you know what? The day I was going through this stuff, Jake team called me in to the office. Hey, nah. 
We want you to stay for the whole camp. We like you. I said, okay. Bye, Cage Warriors. I, I appreciate it, but uh, I'm getting paid more being here than I in one week than I am your whole fight card. The whole wow. fight. You know, I'm like, can't pass up the money. I got paid more being Jake's training partner, sparring partner, than I made in my whole entire career in MMA. What? Yeah. But you fought for some big deal promotions. You exactly. fought for the Bammers. You fought for the Bammers. Have you, have, you, have you checked out? Have you checked out? Um, have, you, have you checked out? Um, forgot the Bellator payout? Yeah. Decent. The recent one that was yeah. just for. Yes. You see Joshua, if you saw Joshua Jones, right? Okay. He was making four and four. Don't remember seeing that. I remember seeing he fought that tattoo terror. Remember the tattoo terror? Right. Okay. And he TKO'd him in the second round on the prelims. So his purse was four and four. Here's the cool thing about this, right? Hmm. How's your purse four and four if you fought for Bellator five times? Yes, exactly. And before look, and before your fight with before that fight, before that guy you fought. Your last fight before that on Bellator, you made forty-two fifty. You got paid more from your last fight than you did this fight. <laughs> I don't remember seeing that paltry figure. I remember seeing people like Kiefer Crosby. I think he, you know he he was on something like twenty grand. I remember seeing that. Yeah, it, that's the thing. You know, if you ain't no sellout guy, you ain't you ain't doing nothing good and. Like I tell people, I make more money. I make more money being here. I make, I can make damn near six figures being here training if I want to. Wow. Okay. Pause. We've got Kairos in the building. Kairos Budley, Anthony Taylor, the pretty boy is in the building. We're about to, uh, we're about to get real candid right now. He's hey man, he's already getting spicy. Oh shit. Man, he's getting kind of like chicken korma with uh, chicken fowl mixed in. He's getting all kinds of spicy, seriously. Absolutely. You know, the but one yeah, promotion, as you yeah. can see, Kyrie's on the move now. I, I think I think he's going to be up. All right, so I'll, I'll break it down. I'm, I'll start the story over since he's here. Okay. And, okay. and then and I'll tell you one thing. There was one particular promotion that treated me really well. I like so much. Don't get me wrong. Bellator is a good promotion. But one promotion that I told I was going to sign, a multiple-year contract, didn't matter, build myself, send me to the UFC later, was Bama. I really enjoy Bama. Mm. Chris Bourne. Um, forgot the other guy, Green, was there. Uh, Dave Green Dave and Green. Yep. Um, Ashley Bothwell and yep. Jude Samuel was it with the they treated me so they treated me so good. Um, I enjoyed it. They gave me free range to do what I wanted to do on that show. Yeah. And I told them I was going to sign with you guys and build from there. And they wanted to build me slowly. You know, they saw the potential. But yeah. let's go into the. Jake Paul thing, how I got here and how I became Tommy Spears' opponent. Okay, just to fill you in, Kairos, we got into a little bit of the backstory because I was intrigued how all of a sudden that 
out of nowhere. I mean, we've not seen this guy, what, until... We've not seen him since 2020. And it perplexed me as to all of a sudden we see him, but he's got this massive matchup as an undercard, basically undercard uh, with um, Tommy Fury. Now, I was intrigued how that conversation came about, how he was told about this, how it landed on his lap. So away you go. Okay, great. So it's, I'm getting ready. I signed, a, I'm getting ready for EMC Elite MMA Championship up in Germany. I'm fighting for the 155 pound title. Um, this is July 3rd was the fight. It's about June 15th. I'm about a week and a half out before for me and my team fly out to Germany. Um, I'm training hard in LA at Body Shop. I get a text. I'm like, huh, what's this? After training, BJ Flores hit me up. Hey, you want to come? You want to come to Puerto Rico and train with Jake Sparring? He'll take care of you. He said this amount, this amount of money. I, I couldn't refuse. I said, okay, I'll be out there, but I have a fight coming up, and I'll go there and then fly out. So I go there. I'm sparring. My first two weeks there, I'm like, holy shit, I made so much money being here. So I canceled my fight with EMC. You know, they understood because, you know, the, the UN and getting into Germany without the time was kind of iffy. But the day, the day before the fight for EMC, the borders completely open. I was like, are you shitting me? So I canceled that fight. I'm staying there for, but it's already my third week. Cage Warriors comes up and uh, they hit me up. I'm about, yeah, they hit me up and they say, hey, uh, Jim Ayers is out. He can't make it. I'm like, really? Come on, bro. Really? Like, I'm already fighting this tough ass opponent. And you guys know I haven't fought over a year and a half. And you can at least set me up with the same record as me, but you wanted to set me up with somebody who's 18 and four or 14 and four. And not even that undefeated in cage warriors as your ex champion, you could have set me up with somebody that I can warm up, you know? So I said, Oh, this is all we got. Take it or leave. I'm like, all right, cool. What was the purse? I was like, Oh, Oh, my stomach hurt for this purse. But I said, you know what? Hold on, pause, pause. How much was it? Hit me in Sterling. Man, I can't, I, I really can't talk about that. You know, I don't <laughs> want, I don't want, I don't want no blood, but no bad blood with the cage warriors. I like them. There's still a potential relationship with that. I don't want to talk bad blood, but I understood it's cage warriors. I'm not in England. They're coming in California. Yeah. Um. So I said, you know what? Why not? Because before all this, my manager reached out to Sean Shelby and Mickey Maynard. He was like, hey, we know Anthony. We've been watching him. He's on our radar. We see that he's on a five-fight win streak. We just need him to win a couple more fights, two to three more fights with a couple of finishes, and we'll sign him to the UFC. We just need to have him a credible record at least 10 and 5. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm 7 and 5. What I was going to do, win the fight up in EMC July 3rd, fight 
August 1st, and then fight September and go to UFC in December. That was my whole game plan. So I was told, hey, you beat this guy, you could potentially go to the UFC. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. So I'm training here with Jake, me and Jake going at it and sparring. They hit me, my manager hit me up, say, hey, your opponent's out. I'm like, huh? He's like, yeah, your opponent's out. They're going to look for another opponent. I'm like, man, at this time, I'm like disgruntled. I'm like, what the hell? So they hit me with an opponent named Kyle. I'm like, I know this guy. I train with him at AKA. I'm not, I'm not fighting him. It doesn't make sense. Plus he's, plus he's 12 and three or 12 and one. And I wasn't, I didn't care about this record. I just cared about my relationship with AKA, you know, no bad blood. I want to be able to train there because I'm from the Bay area. If I'm in the Bay area visiting family for two weeks, I can go there and train within the two weeks I'm out, out of town, you know? And that's what the relationship with me, Javier has. So I said, no, on that fight at this point, I'm like, cage Warriors is not really working with me a week before. So, you know, a day later, Jake and his team calls me in the office and says, Hey, we want you to stay this whole camp. I said, let me see what I can do. I'll figure it out. Give me about an hour. So an hour, surprisingly, my manager hits me up and says, hey, we got this Mikey Gonzalez guy that's been trying to fight you. At this point, it's like, man, I don't like this dude. I'm like, you know what? Tell him I'm not fighting on the car no more. I'm staying here with Jake. So I hit up Jake and I said, hey, Jake, I'm staying. I'm staying. Remind you, this is about three weeks out. Right. So Jake was like, cool. I told him I canceled both my fights for you. I'm, I'm dedicated to you. So a week later, I'm training. About two weeks later, I'm training. After the fight, I me mean, after sparring, Jake was like, hey, I got some exciting news for you. Um, I want to talk to you afterwards. I'm like, okay, cool. So he was like, go ahead and take a seat. I sat down. Everybody's just chilling. Everybody's laughing, like literally smiling and cheesing. Like, we don't know what's what's really going on. You know, I don't, I'm like, why everybody's smiling? I'm getting kicked home or something. So Jake says, um, have you heard about Tommy Fury? I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard of Tommy Fury. That's the guy who wants to fight you. He's like, yeah. Um, you know, comes to my uh, attention that uh I want you to fight him on my undercard. I was like, oh, what? He's like, I want you to fight Tommy Fury on my undercard. I want you to knock his ass out because I know you can beat him. I was like, a heart drop. Like, he's like, yo, I like you. You're a good dude, Anthony. I want to see you succeed. And I feel like this is a great opportunity for you to change your life completely. And I want you to go in there and knock his ass out. Damn, there we go. Okay. I'm glad there's a natural pause in there because to the layperson who on paper is looking at your record, um, sorry, who is looking at your record on paper would see that you have a wealth of mixed martial arts experience, but no boxing experience. Here is Tommy Fury, the half-brother 
of Tyson Fury, who has boxing experience, who at last check was seven and oh. Six and oh. Six and oh, okay, six and oh. Now, I have to say, and you will forgive me for being so candid, but I've been candid with you all along from the time that we have met. So there's no turning back now. I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck is this guy thinking? He is going to get murdered. He's going to get murked. They are bringing him in there like some sacrificial lamb to open up this pay-per-view. He is going to leave there on a stretcher. Put me in my place. Roll me back. Reel me in. Am I being unreasonable? <laughs> There's only one person who knows the truth of what's really going on. Yeah. And I talk to this guy every single day. He knows what's really going on. Okay. Dona Corby from MMA Island. Okay. Um, so a lot of people don't know my background because I don't tell them that background. I used to box when I started boxing when I was 18 until okay. 25. So from the age of 18 to 25, I, I was a boxer. I didn't do amateur fights because I didn't, I wanted, you know, I was like, man, fuck that. I don't want to do amateur fights. I did one amateur fight. Um, I got into MMA at the age of 25 because I fell in love with it, you know? So I left boxing. I used to train at King's Gym, Lightning Boxing Gym. You know, Andre Ward and them, I know him, but not personally know him like that. You know, um, my coach knows him, my boxing coach. So a lot of people don't know I have boxing background. My brother's a boxer. My older brother, before he got incarcerated, was a boxer. So I come from that athletic. My brother played professional football. My other brother played professional basketball overseas. My dad, my dad played baseball professionally for like once for for the spring back in the, in, in the Willie Willie Mays days. So I come from an athletic background. Um, so I left boxing and got into MMA in 2014. Um, it was just you know one of those you know you know how there's kids who are really good at boxing and yeah. who just left it alone and just did nothing with their lives. Mm. I was that kid. But this worries me. I tell you why. And I, 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 no, let me continue. And I'll, and I'll tell Go you on. why. Go on. So I got into MMA. Mm. My, but my mindset was became an MMA fighter. And a lot of people don't know that. So going into this fight, a lot of people don't know. I'm the shortest in my, at Body Shop, I'm the shortest at my team. I'm 5'6". Everybody's taller than me. You're training with AJ, who's about six feet. You're training with Joey Davis, who's about six one. You're training with Rampage. You're training with Congo, who I used to have, who used to come by. Uh, you know, I'm sparring Muay Thai champions and K1 boxers who are all six one at my camp. Slice is 5'11". You're, you're telling me that I'm training with killers that will fucking knock the shit out of Tommy and they're not knocking the shit out of me. And right. there's days Antonio makes us do sparring three days out the week. And two days of those sparrings are only boxing. Mm -hmm. I, sometimes I go to Jack Rabbit up in Long Beach and I spar there. You know, sometimes I go to 
uh, wild card, but I'm not sparring there, but I'll go there and train. You know, I, okay. I, spar I, I sparred with professionals. I sparred with Kareem Mayfield, you know, many professional boxers. So I had that boxing foundation. People just don't see it. They just see all oh, the James Gallagher windmill and stuff. I'm yeah. like, you guys see that? That's MMA. That's now. If this was a boxing match, totally different story. Mm -hmm. Gallagher only has jujitsu, not boxing. So then you saw the difference when I fought Adam Bowricks. You see how I pieced him up. Yeah. I got more comfortable. I used my hands. He couldn't really touch me. So. Now that I come in here with Jake Paul, if Jake Paul beats you up, he's sending your ass home. And it's <laughs> most likely going to be recorded and you're going to be put on blast like fucking Mike Perry. The fact that Jake Paul brought me into this camp, he could have called anybody else in the world anybody else in the world but he called me that tells you something where i'm at with my skill set his trainers called me well it wouldn't mm. benefit jake paul at all if you just bring me into your camp and you just beat my ass every single day it's not going to make you better because you need someone who's going to push you and get you better it's not going to, it wouldn't, it wouldn't do me no good if I'm just bringing in a small guy and beating his ass all day. What work am I going to get off that? Obviously, I'm doing something right here. Jake's Paul taller. Jake Paul is a lot taller. Jake Paul is about 6'2". Don't believe the 6'1". He's 6'2". He's 6'2", mm -hmm. for his six feet. When you look at Tommy Fury's opponents, he says, his brother's like, oh, Tommy had 10 amateur fights. Yeah, anybody can have 10 amateur fights at the age of five. Like, come on, bro. You ain't going to fool me. You're 22. You don't have the comeback <laughs> experience, brother. You tell me, you look, I posted something on my page. He says, all my opponents will beat you. Bro, all your opponents is paid off in, in, up in there by BT Sports. They're all paid off. Who fights a guy who's 10 wins and 126 losses? Mm. Come on, bro. If I have something like, we don't get that out here. We got to go to Tijuana and get those type of fights. <laughs> you think America's going to sanction a guy with 126 losses to fight you? Hell no. So when you look at his record, opposed to what I've accomplished, yeah, it's it's skeptical because he everybody's been handpicked. Now, if I'm in England, say if you're, say if I'm Tommy Fury and you're a journeyman, right, and you got one win and twenty losses, right, and they're like, "Hey, I'm gonna pay you eight thousand dollars to take a dive, and I want you to do this for all our up and coming prospects." Yo, that's an eight, that's eight, the eight thousand pounds per month. That's a living right there hmm. to come and fight them once a month, and you get paid eight pounds, eight thousand pounds. You tell me that's not a decent living for a journeyman out there. Okay. I can't so, argue that. Right. So when you look at the difference of him fighting me, they think of, oh, MMA fighter. Don't get it confused with Jake Paul stuff. Jake Paul fought Ben Askren, who has combat experience. Yeah. Ben Askren's got his ass whooped. Jake Paul fought, you know, Nate Robinson, athletic. You know, he just got caught. His experience is different from mine's experience. Mm. 
I'm not that type of guy to lay down and you're not going to hit me. When he saw my fights in MMA, it doesn't matter MMA or boxing, you rarely saw me get hit. For sure. Christ's sakes, Dean Barry is trying to knock me the hell out. And you see how difficult it was for Dean Barry to knock me out. And Dean Barry was six feet tall. Chris Avila, six feet tall. And Chris Avila has a boxing background because he spars with Nate all the time. Yeah. Chris Avila is 5'11". I'm sorry. Brandon Falmui, I fought 5'11". Beat him up, strike him. Adam Bolrix, 5'11". Outstruck him. All these guys is only one inch taller than Tommy. The difference is these guys fight real fighters. Tommy fight guys that are pretty much owing a thousand. <laughs> and you're telling me I can't beat those those opponents that Tommy's fought. I'll be six and oh two if I fought the guys he fought. Mm. And it'll be a whole different story. Oh, oh. Anthony's six and oh versus Tommy six and oh. But the really why they looking at me like that because I'm seven and five MMA record and I'm on one and I'm five six. But people are forgetting it's like, yo, Jake. Jake is laughing to the bank because you actually think you're going to beat me. And, you know, yeah, sure, Tommy, we'll we'll let you sign a two-fight deal. If you beat Anthony, we'll fight you next. Nah, buddy. It's not going to happen. I'm confident for a fact. Okay. Just before I hand over to um, Kairos, the reason why I was most concerned when you were telling me about your background there in that we're talking about professional experience. Anthony, I have done Taekwondo for four years. I've done Muay Thai for two years. I've done Jiu-Jitsu for two years. There's no way that I'm getting into an MMA cage with somebody who has professional experience. It's just a fact. There's levels to this shit. But that's why it worried me. But you put things in context. I, I'll, I'll give you that. And you, you, got to, you have to also remember this, though, Michael. You got to think about it. I'm not a kickboxer. Mm. I'm not a Muay Thai boxer. And I'm not a jujitsu specialist. You ready to blow your mind away? Go for it. What are the two things I do when I'm in the cage? I'm either a boxer or a wrestler. Mm. Yeah. So when I have a fight coming up, I spend four days out the week going to gyms, sparring. Mm. And then we grapple twice a week in, in wrestling. Other than that, I don't like to kick. I told you this in multiple interviews. Kick me, I'm going to take you to the ground. But we can stand and bang all the day, all day. Yeah. I I yeah. spar yeah. three times a day, I mean, three times a week with professional fighters. I, I'm not going to get better sparring with someone as an amateur. And you guys have to factor in, I'm 5'6". What's the regular height at 155? 5'11", 6 feet. Okay. So I've sparred some of the, the best strikers in the MMA. I, I get that boxing is different, but like I said, I come back from a boxing background. He he has nothing that I haven't seen before. You know, the way he moves, look at the way he moves. You think, you know, I'm going to get under your ass like Mike Tyson so goddamn quick. I'm going to smother the fuck out of you. doesn't matter. I, I can outbox you from outside. You're not faster than me. You're not stronger than me. You're just a top heavy dude with no speed. I don't see what can he do to hurt me. A lot of people say, oh, he's going to knock me out. He's going to hurt me, bro. He, I mean, 
he's knocked out bums that he's paid off. Like who fights? You fought a guy 10 and 126. Your second fight, 0 and 26. Your third fight, 2 and 26. Your fourth fight, 0 and 11. Your fifth fight, 0 and 9. Your, your sixth fight was technically supposed to be a guy 0 and 11, but you took some heat on social media, so you called a guy in on a two-day notice. And when she wasn't in shape, you called him on a two-day's notice. You technically lost that fight, but they gave it to you because it was a close fight. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, go for it, my brother. So basically, the way that you're phrasing this is you're making it seem like Tommy Fury is a fucking scrub. Am I, am I off base with that, or are you? Is that what you, where you're going with this? He's a scrub. He's a bum. He's a bum. I don't respect guys like that, especially when you call yourself a fighter and you're fighting guys with those type of records. I can see if you fought a guy who was like one and one, okay, two and two, three and oh, okay, a four and six, you know, but when you fight guys are 0 and 26, 0, 2 and 26, 10 wins, 126 losses, 0 and 11, 0 and 9, where, where does it really come? Because once you fight a guy who's like 4-0 with some backbone and the same size as you, where do you really go, Tommy? Uh-oh. Well, listen, man. The way that you're talking, you're, you're instilling confidence in me. But all I got to say is this. You're talking very big right now, and I respect that as a fighter. But if you lose to this said fucking bomb... You broke out. You broke up, Kairos. Come again. <laughs> your, your your car internet is just ropey, my brother. I think a lot of people, Michael. Yeah, he's broken up. A, a lot of people. A lot of people. I don't drink. Go for it. Come again, Kairos. You broke up really badly there. We didn't catch any of that. <laughs> and now he's frozen. Let's 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 Mike, let's let's look at this type of term, right? You ready? Okay, yep. The only reason why it's like this is because even though Tyron Woolley has all these these feats and accolades in MMA, yeah, Jake Paul six one, Tyron Woolley's five eight, five nine. He's taller. Mm. Jake Paul's the favorite. I got all these accolades. In MMA and stuff. Yeah. Tommy Fury, he's just six feet. I'm five six. That's all people can say. Oh, you're you're five six. He's six feet. You're short. That's yeah. all people say. It's is it's not there's no one ever says, Oh, he's better, he's, he's a lot better than you in skills. No one's once went into my DMs or comments saying that. All I hear is you're short. He's going to smash you. I like I said, Kairos. No one said, "Hey, Tommy is better skilled than you in boxing." No one says that. All they talk about is he's six feet, you're five seven. That's all I hear. Tell me, Tommy, what skill set do you have? You think you're going to be faster than me, and I'm shorter than you? Come on, bro. You think you're going to be stronger than me because you're taller than me, bro? You're only five inches taller than me. Five inches taller than me. Hold on real quick. Hey, I'm doing an interview. I got to call you back. Interview, I'll call you back. You're only 
Tell me, you're only five inches taller than me. This is how much five inches is. And people's like, oh, you're going to get mace. You're going to knock down. Like, bro, I've been fighting guys your height my whole career. What is it that I haven't seen? You, you don't have a good jab like your brother. You don't have a good bounce like your brother. You don't have good head movement, foot movement like your brother. You're just, you don't have no amateur background. If, if you was my height, Tommy, I'm sure people would people opinions would be totally different. Go ahead, Carlos. Uh, here's my question for you. Are you willing to put your profession in you doing exhibition bouts like this? Because it sounds like it's good money. Training camps getting paid for your He's breaking out. Okay, you're breaking up again, Kairos. That sounded like a dinger of a question as well. Can you can you elaborate on this question, Michael? Um, I don't know what getting paid. <laughs> you see, we caught the very end of that about getting paid. Maybe just try the audio instead of just the video and the audio, um, Kairos. Maybe maybe we can hear you, um, and it will take out less bandwidth. Try again. All right. Can you guys hear me right now? Perfect. Yes. All right. You mentioned you mentioned they brought you out there to train. They compensated you for that. And now they're offering you an opportunity. Are you willing to put your professional career on the sidelines for one or two years to continue taking exhibition bouts? Oh, well, we don't call this an expedition. Because if this was an expedition, then weight class doesn't matter. This is a sanctioned okay. fight. This is a professional sanctioned fight. I've talked to my team uh, two years ago about me going pro. And, you know, Antonio noticed that I have a lot of power. And he always thought that I'd be a better boxer than an MMA fighter, which he's always told me for so long. Why you don't go into boxing? You're a better boxer than an MMA fighter overall. And it's just me being hard-headed, you know. Um, it, you know, a lot of Tommy's always saying, oh, you're 150 pounds. MMA fighters like, no, bro, I walk around at 190. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I have to cut all this weight to fight. Like, it's just not cookies and cream, and I'm 175. Um, a lot of people is always going to get misled off my record, but not reality what I do. I work hard. You know, I'm not, I have an opportunity just as much as he has an opportunity. But one thing is for sure, I'm not, I don't have pressure on me. <laughs> I'm used to fighting in people's backyards. I'm used to going to Ireland fighting Gallagher, used to going to England fighting Mike Hales. I'm used to fighting in the background. There's no pressure on me. I've been in this position before, especially this big stage before. I've been in this so many times. There's, there's nothing I haven't seen. I mean, just on that, you, you say that there is no pressure, but there is nobody that can answer my question. You did a lot of talk. Say it again. What was that, Kairos? I said, Anthony, you did a lot of talking, but I didn't hear an answer to my question. I said, are you comfortable putting your MMA career on the sidelines for these professional bouts? Show me the money and I'll give it up. I okay. tell everybody, I tell everybody straight up. If WWE called me right now, buy MMA, buy all, 
out. WWE has always been something I love to do as a kid. I grew up watching it. I will give it all up for WWE. Straight up. Boxing, um, if if the money is right, which is always going to be right, then who knows? But I do know this, Kairos. I win this fight. This actually puts me in a position to actually stay in boxing for about another two or three years, professionally fighting on Showtime eventually or somewhere else. So okay. right, to be blunt, I want to be blunt. If I win this fight, most likely I'll probably step away from MMA for, for a bit. If that answers your question bluntly. Kairos, I think uh, my guy kind of like answered your question point blank. But going back to what I started. And what second, about the relationship with the workers and Bellator? How do you think they're going to feel about that? Oh, okay. Here's a, here's where people get mixed up. I'm not even contracted with Bellator MMA. And that's where people get confused. If, if I was contracted with Bellator, I wouldn't be fighting on Cage Warriors. I wouldn't be trying to fight on this. And damn sure Bellator would not have me fight on Showtime being contracted under Bellator MMA rules. That's for sure. Um, me and Bellator is always going to have a, a relationship due to Antonio and Body Shop. And what I do and bring to PR, you know, but as far as being buying under contract, the only contract I have that signed that I'm only buying to is Showtime at the moment for boxing. You good, Kairos? I think he's good. <laughs> One thing you were talking about earlier, and that is about pressure. And I know this is a cliched question, but I just feel I have to ask it because of what you've just said. No one can tell me that Tyron Woodley is not representing for MMA when he's going in um, to combat. Similarly, people looking at you may have the same kind of expectation. Are you telling me there is not that one ounce of pressure with that being said? No, not at all. Okay. I mean, you, you got, it's going to, here's how the balance comes. Mm. Tyron Willie loses to Jake, which he will. People are going to be like, Tyron Willie's washed up. He's old, whatever. I beat Jake Paul, me not Jake Paul. I beat Tommy Fear, which I will. People are gonna be like, holy shit, okay, this guy's legit. This guy's kind of did it for the money. Who's hungrier? You know what I'm saying? Just because Tyron gets in there and he loses, that has nothing to do with me. You know, yeah, kudos to the MMA community, but at the end of the day, y'all don't pay my bills. You know, Showtime pay my bill. You know, he's they're the one that's paying me. I go in there, I beat Tommy. That's just skills. That's not luck. It's just skills. I'm a better striker, better fighter. I, you know, there's no pressure on me when you're dealing with the MMA community. Okay. It's not Fair. like, it's not like I'm this UFC fighter. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a regional circuit guy on a circuit. But if I was this UFC fighter, then people are going to be like, oh, Tommy Fury is getting knocked out by this UFC fighter. Michael, can you hear me? 
<laughs> Let's try this again. Okay, you there? Yes. Brilliant. Okay, that's a lot better. Now I just switched over um, internet. Um, uh, so I just want to say, just to recap better on what I, your question, on the yeah. answer. A okay. lot of people, a lot of people are not really giving me that pressure because I haven't accomplished as much or more than Tyron Woodley. Also, the fact that I'm not being into the UFC and the UFC is called is the gold standard. So okay. there's no pressure on me on that because I didn't wear where I didn't win a world title in the UFC. I didn't defend my championship. So there's no pressure on me on that. I'm just in the people's eyes, average MMA fighter, seven and five, mediocre trash. That's all they think of me. That's what people okay. think of me in the MMA community. Mm -hmm. There's no pressure on me on my end. Which is a fair point. I mean, just kind of like wrapping things up then. I mean, I, I, I see exactly what the attraction is. I see exactly why you would do this. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, why is Jake Paul arranging this when the original bout was going to be Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul? And if you do beat him, what is the point of him even thinking about, um, well, I suppose clashing Tommy Fury. I'm just, like I'm just said, trying to get my head yeah, around how that actually only, works out. I can only answer, I know the answer to your question, but I can't answer it like that at all. You okay. Know, I don't, I don't want to put bad blood in between what's going on out here, but I tell you this right now. Yeah. Jake has so many options. That's way better than Tommy. He don't need Tommy. Tommy just resurfaced because only reason why Tommy surfaced up because his brother Tyson said his name. Okay. Who the hell? Who the hell was Tommy? We never even fucking heard of Tommy until Tyson brought his brother name up. Oh, my brother is a fighter. Okay, we heard of Tommy when he was five and zero, but we didn't hear Tommy before when he went two and zero and he was making his pro debut. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jake don't need Tommy. He don't care about Tommy. You know, he has so many other names that he can fight. I can imagine Jake fighting Anderson Silva. Look how much attraction that would be because Anderson Silva is a striker known mm. for, for what he does. That would take so much more from him versus Tommy. It's just, it's just all these little kids that, that in Tommy's generation because he's 22 and young. It's all his little fan base and his little Molly Mae fan base. All wants to see him fight. Jake don't need that fight. He's like pretty much, yeah, sure. I'll fight you if you get through my guy. Laughing. Laughing while he says it. <laughs> Be my guy first. <laughs> then I'll fight you. <laughs> you know, like I, like I said, I'm telling you this. He doesn't need to fight. Tommy, yes, right. he has five to ten other options that mm. are. This is Tommy right here. This is Jake's other options of opponents he can fight. Okay. Think like you. You can picture. You can picture Jake fighting Mazadov. You can picture Jake fighting Nate Diaz. Look mm. how much bigger that would be instead of Nate fighting Tommy. Yeah. And Nate, like, and Nate like the brawl. Nate is a straight pure boxer. You know? 
You don't need to. He doesn't need the Tommy Fury fight. He's fine with it or without it. It doesn't matter. Only, like I said, the only reason why it's popping up because his brother said his name and, and his dad. That's all. Other than that, Tommy's a bum. He, he, I haven't seen nothing. Of course, you're going to look good knocking people out when you fight against guys who don't strike back, who does this in the corner. I, I, I don't, I don't get it, bro. It's, it's, it's wrong. I don't like the fact that he fights those type of guys and you call yourself a knockout artist. It's, it's disrespectful to me in the sport. And then the fact that you're undermining me. Oh, yeah, I'm getting ready for the, Anthony Taylor. Who? Oh, that's a short guy. I'm getting ready for the Jake Paul fight. That's all he's been talking. He doesn't want to say my name. He barely even says my name. He doesn't want to promote the fight with me and him. It's just more, hey, I'm fighting on Jake's ball on the par card. Watch me walk, walk to my opponent and beat up Jake. That's all he says in his undercard. And he's been undermining me the whole time because mm. he just thinks, oh, I'm 5'6". Now, if I was six feet tall, okay, different story. He ain't going to be talking that shit now. <laughs> but obviously, there's a height difference. If I'm if I'm 75 record and I'm six feet tall, the whole boxing community should be looking at this fight totally different. If I was the same height as Tommy St. Bill, totally different. They'd be like, well, Tommy hasn't fought nobody because his record and this Anthony guy's fought a lot tougher than opponents. Fair point. Fair point. Just in closing, Kairos, do you want to come in with your final question before we let and and Anthony, go. Uh, yeah. How do you think the world... Can you hear me? Yeah, yes. perfect. Okay, you can. Okay, me personally, like, as the past, like, years or so, okay, my, my perception on Jake and Logan, like, has completely changed. Like, I thought these two guys were, like, the stereotypical rich kids from the suburbs who, like, don't give a fuck about anybody, but wh whoever, like, looks like them and slowly... They're showing that they actually care about other people. They're like highlighting fighter disparity pay. They're donating and promoting beat fighters. Go fund me. How long do you think it's going to take? Okay, Kairos, you're breaking up again. How long is it going to take? And then you kind of like, I, I got that bit. <laughs> Kairos. General. You still there, Kairos? Okay. Seems like we lost him. I'm not sure if you heard uh, most of that oh, okay. question. More specific to, I think that's asking of a lot, but like tolerate them because forget it. Fuck my question. Mic you up. <laughs> no, it's okay. You got it. It's okay. I got it. It's all right. Get about my question. No, no, I'll answer it. Um, Jake and Logan takes their job seriously. And I tell people they're not YouTubers anymore. They're fighters. They're fighters. Get the YouTube stuff out your head. These guys respect the sport and they want to make sure that. If they can get as much money as they want, sacrificing, 
then they're saying, hey, you guys deserve the much. Y'all deserve more money than us. And y'all been doing this longer. So that's why he advocates it. You know, um, Jake's a really good dude. Jake's been there for me since day one. I've gotten paid more money being his sparring partner than I did in my whole entire MMA career for six years. I want to end on a more upbeat note, but man, <laughs> I, I don't know how you, I don't know how you follow that because we all know collectively here that fighter pay is a contentious issue. We all know that that is why, you know, you know, fighters like yourself are happy to segue into boxing because that's where the money's at. So, mm-hmm. you know, just to circle back to Kairos' question, I understand why he would ask you, why would you come back to MMA when you were making like triple the money that, um, you know, you're being paid in MMA? Right. You're I mean, yeah. Boxing, obviously. Yeah. I, I mean, if this goes well, I'll probably stay with boxing. You know, uh, I can say I've comfortably made enough money to buy a house, do what I have to do. Why go to MMA? Why? You know, do half the work in boxing. I ain't got to do all the kicking. My feet, my 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 feet and legs ha- doesn't have to go through the stress of being kicked. You know, body doesn't have to be egg doing jujitsu. Why go to MMA if I win this fight? Mm. If I lose this fight, I'll be like, oh, hey, what's up, UFC? I've known. It'll bring good ratings. Okay, come on in. You know? Mm. You know, I have options. I don't, you know, I'm, a, I'm always going to be a star regardless. And I and I tell my coach, she's like, look, if I win this fight, most likely Tommy and them is going to want to run it back if I win this fight because he's going to feel embarrassed. And he's going to want to get his revenge. So it's not going to be a one fight deal. And my, I'm assuming it's not if I beat him. But if I do beat him, most likely I'll end up fighting him again, probably. And say goodbye to that Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury fight. A lot of people, all they talk about is, you fight, when I saw your fight when you fought James Gallagher, bro. That was like horrible. It's like, you know, but... Coming August 29th, people's gonna ask me, what's the outcome of this fight? And I look at them like this. Pain. <laughs> Anthony Taylor, it has been incredible speaking with you. And I wish you all the best when you actually make that journey into the ring and um we're obviously going to be working watching and working the fight as well back here in the uk so um we'll uh we'll be letting people know the result oh they definitely lucky i ain't out there for the press conference (laughs) boy he be getting hurt man he lucky i ain't out there i'll be messing with he has no sense of humor tommy has no sense of humor at all bro I'm going to chew him up alive at the press conference. This is all he's going to say. Tommy's going to say, he's 5'6", he's 150 pounds, he can't hurt me. That's all he can say. That's all he can say. I'm going to knock him out. He's a short guy. Tyson, yeah, everybody forgetting Tyson's 5'10", and he fought guys who were 6'7". Mm-hmm. And you see how he did them. 
See how he did him. Yeah, can't argue with that. Okay, yeah. Anthony. It's been incredible. Thank you again for your time. I know you're busy over there in Puerto Rico and um, wishing you all the best, my man. Absolutely, my brother. Thanks, I appreciate you. Take care now.